0: this match. If it's a war, you can say it every once. I thought I was a cult. I didn't know what was going on. The Fed
1: did. I think New York did.
0: One of your executive vice presidents loves that company.
1: It's the first ever finishing move that's exclusive to a promotion. This is
0: Advantage.
1: welcome to episode number 99 i honestly can't believe it of the champions advantage podcast i saw you too many times yeah i feel the same way about myself as well
0: we were 98 of them recorded right here
1: yeah i believe no no 97 we did one in a car ride home too yeah from evolution the other one in the brooklyn hotel room Oh, yeah, I forgot. It yeah. was a bad show. It was a bad show. It was a bad show. All, all the shows where we decide we're going to drink, they end up being awful, awful shows. Except
0: for some reason, the one where I couldn't speak after the Eagles lost to the Saints is like yeah. one, of our, one of our most downloaded shows. Yeah. Which is just bizarre. It's weird. With one million downloads. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: One million. So, in this world of just
1: shittiness, I turned 25 today. Well, not today, because as we get into, we're recording super early this week, because we have to put a disclaimer that we're recording super early, because yeah. Who we're going right to talk now. about WrestleMania news, and this could all be changed by the time this comes out on Tuesday. Yeah. So it is currently Friday, March 27th, but when you hear this, it will be your birthday, or past your birthday, if you listen after Tuesday. I'll definitely be 25. Yes, you'll be 25, no matter what day you listen to this. So right right right
0: into the right into the quarter century crisis laid off and just fat so I'm going I'm going I'm going for the fucking trifecta here get the Marlboro 100s out baby you know what I'm not gonna, that's what I'm gonna do when I'm laid off yeah yeah I think I'm not driving anymore so I can I don't need like as much you get on the ganja baby I could you could because they won't test me but I don't want to
1: actually for unemployment they might
0: last time last time I had a legitimate legitimate panic attack the last time I smoked weed and I texted all my friends including you. <laughs> To make sure I'm, like, a, a good person. <laughs> and it, it just felt like it was not going to end. It was so bad. The fuck kind of What was that shit laced with? I don't know. It was terrible. It was so I inedible, and things went to hell quickly. But anyway, happy birthday. Thank you. Even
1: though it's not your birthday as we speak, it's weird. But, no,
0: I'm, I'm still 24. Well, still in my Kobe year, heading my Barry Bonds year next year.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: or, or, as my personal opinion, my Jim Toma year. Fair enough. Um...
1: Yeah, the show. We're gonna review WrestleMania 27. The show you unfortunately made me watch for four hours because I don't. I feel like you'd never believe me when I talked about it.
0: I haven't watched it since it happened. Neither
1: have I. For, and it's very, very bad. For good reason. It's very bad. But we'll get into our some th- bright spots, but very bad. We'll get into our thoughts and all that and more. We will also talk about NXT and AEW from this past Wednesday.
0: A little change up at the scoreboard, I believe, this week.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I don't even know what show I thought was better yet. I, neither show really did anything for me, if I'm being I, honest.
0: I See, I thought one show nothing did for me, the other show was bad.
1: See, I didn't think AEW was bad. I did. Well, we'll get into that later. And we're going to talk a little bit about the WrestleMania chaos that's been going on. Like I said, we're recording this on Friday the 27th, so by the time you hear this on Tuesday the 31st, even more names could have pulled out. They, God knows what's going to happen. There could be no
0: WrestleMania at all.
1: I mean, at this point, they already have it recorded. They yeah. already went through all the trouble. I feel like they're going to air it. For for better or worse. That's true. We'll get into some of what happened with WrestleMania and all that next, right after we tell you about our friends at Anchor. So, we have some WrestleMania news to discuss. So, the show was taped last Wednesday and last Thursday, but there are some serious changes that have occurred. I don't think any of these would really be considered spoilers because we're not giving away any results or anything. One. Well, we don't... We don't necessarily know if he won. That's true. I'd assume he would, but we don't necessarily know. You're right. Um. You have those names? I could pull it up, but I thought we'd start with the biggest story. Roman Reigns, out of WrestleMania. It's a good move. Um. He doesn't need to be anywhere near sickness. It just, this one really got me mad. Not... Not... For reasons that Roman should be wrestling. For reasons that he was the one who had to pull the plug on himself. Um, Their doctors should know that a fucking leukemia survivor wrestling in a building where people showed up sick. More on that to come is a bad idea. And this also, I also don't get why. Literally, last Friday when you filmed SmackDown, you had Goldberg and Roman there. You know that, and listen, Goldberg's 53. He's kinda high risk too. Why not just film that match when you have them both there and healthy and just send them the fuck home? I I agree. I mean, I guess that's easy to say in hindsight. You know what I mean? I mean,
0: there's probably so much more that has to go into it than you're thinking about, but in 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 is there? I mean, it's not. Like, I can't I can't think of it, but I'm assuming there is. If that makes any sense.
1: I mean, but, maybe there is, but I mean, it seems like this. Is, how long was this match going to be? At, at longest seven minutes? Yeah, it, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like they yeah. could have just you know. What, the graphics wouldn't match up? Who gives a fuck? This Mania is going to be so haphazard. What does it even matter if the ring said SmackDown instead of WrestleMania? Like, there's going to be fucking a Boneyard match, whatever the fuck that is. Bray and and Cena are going to have a match. Bray and Cena are having a match in a closed set somewhere. That's not in the PC. Um, But yeah, I think the biggest disappointment, I'll get to the list of names in a little bit, but I think the biggest disappointment is that um, Edge and Orton is reportedly off because Edge has pulled out of WrestleMania that just sucks, because the build to this was so good. Um, they could pick it back up, though. Yeah. And I totally understand. Like, I don't blame any wrestler who feels uncomfortable, especially after The Miz decided to show up sick. And, you know, on one hand, I don't want to, like, destroy the guy too bad, because at the end of the day, it's WrestleMania. Even if it is the PC, it's your biggest show of the year. But, I mean, during this time, if you're sick, just please stay the fuck home.
0: Yeah, it's... Not great on his part. Hopefully, he does not have the virus.
1: Yeah, it, it hasn't been confirmed that he has it or anything. Or he did not tested.
0: He just wasn't feeling
1: well. Yeah, he just wasn't feeling well. We know that Rey Mysterio, Dana Brooke, and Bobby Lashley are all quarantined. Reportedly, they're all out of precaution. I guess Rey wasn't feeling well at Raw a few weeks ago, so they decided to quarantine him. Don't know the story on Dana Brooke. Don't know the story on Lashley. Just heard that they're both quarantined. So... Let me see. Some of the other names, Angel Garza and Andrade, will not be challenging for the Raw tag titles. Andrade got pulled, but it was due to a rib injury not related to the coronavirus. So good to know that Andrade is, I don't want to say healthy because he obviously has a rib injury, but healthy in the sense that he doesn't have the virus. And he will recover. Um... Should we give away who Angel Garza's new partner is? You know, that kind of goes. No, in the lines. no.
0: I, I, I said no spoilers. You said no spoilers. Okay. Let people find out. Okay. We unfortunately found out. Didn't bother us too bad, no, but I don't want to. I don't want uh, to offend anybody or not offend. You know what I mean? Yeah. I we said no spoilers. We re- I refuse to give them. It's, it's going to take a community effort to do that, and I'm happy. And I'm happy to take part in it.
1: So, Buddy Murphy, Oscar Cesaro, a few names that are out. Kevin Owens is out. Daniel Bryan is out. It's just this is just a nightmare situation.
0: Yeah, it's just I don't know. I just pulled the plug. Should sure just. It's too late I, now. I understand. I understand them doing that, and but I understand them having it. But I also understand them. If they pulled the plug.
1: I wonder. Uh, Usos are out. Um, I wonder if how much of this is because the Miz showed up sick. Because I feel like if some of these guys had voiced displeasure earlier on, they would have pivoted already. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I wonder how much of this is the Miz showed up sick and it really pissed everyone off. I think most of it. Yeah. Which, like I said, like I get that it's WrestleMania, but the dude shouldn't have, dude shouldn't have, showed up. He already made enough money; he doesn't need to show up. Not only that, you're just you're putting everybody at risk. Like you know, Vince is at these shows, and he's fucking seventy four years old. There's one person I'm sure I know. Not I, killing I, Vince Vince McMahon. is probably immune to fucking everything at this point. But so, where do you stand on this? I know you're always more friendly to the WWE than I am. What's your, what's your it's take on all the happenings that have been going on? It's just snake bitten,
0: one thing after another. Mids of the day for showing up, but I like I don't hope he's I hope he's healthy. Yeah, I don't want to wish illness on anybody. No, I I hope he's healthy, but that's kind of a dumb move. And then this this whole thing, I'm not gonna comment because I could put myself on that chair and say I'll do 100 things different, but I'm not in that chair. I don't have stockholders to answer to. I don't have a continuous. I don't have I don't have continuous hours of programming to produce multiple times a week. So I don't know. So I that's why I'm just leaving it up to them. I trust their decisions. But it's just not looking good right now.
1: Um, but I don't know. I just like you guys It of course it's all in hindsight, but you saw that this was getting worse and worse by the day. Cases were multiplying by the hundreds every single day, like I don't know, they're they were in a tough spot, but they were in that tough spot of their own volition. They could have just canceled right off the bat, and nobody would have been mad like every I'm pretty sure every single human being on earth would have understood if mania was canceled this year, but they had to push on, and hopefully they didn't put any of their talents in real danger like it's it's just insane the fact that they are still trying to push this and morbid this might be morbid but honestly i'm more curious about wrestlemania now than i was going into it because i really wasn't excited about a wrestlemania at the pc that was taped but now that all these people pulled out like the usos and the new day are having a match tonight that's obviously already taped to determine who faces the miz and morrison at wrestlemania but that match doesn't happen now because all of them pulled out like, what the, like, you know what I mean? Like, what what's going to happen at WrestleMania? Like, how are they going to, how are they going to explain themselves?
0: I don't know. It's going to be a disaster.
1: But there are times where their backs have been against the wall, and that's sometimes when their back's against the wall, they're at their best. Not all the time, but some of the best stuff is coming when their backs are against the wall. So I really don't know how they're going to salvage this one, but I'm, I'm very curious to find out how they're going to attempt to, to challenge, to salvage this one. Yeah, no, it's gonna be interesting to say the least. I mean, like I said, I'm morbidly curious. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other names that I haven't mentioned. I mentioned Murphy, I mentioned Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Oscar, Oscar. Which has was another match supposed to be Kabuki Warriors versus Bliss and Cross. Oscar faced. I keep saying tonight. I keep forgetting this isn't coming out to Tuesday. Oscar faced uh, Alexa Bliss on Friday. So like I, I don't know. Like what the fuck's gonna happen? This is this is weird. Yes, it's very I'm president of waters,
0: uncharted waters. But um, should have been more prepared. I'm not hating. I'm not standing. It's just it's what it is right now. Let's just wait till this is all over and try to start
1: over. It's just when every professional sports league in America canceled, I don't understand why you guys had to try and be the the ones that that just push on. But I don't know. Whatever.
0: Looking um, forward to the show.
1: All i right. I'm, we'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, that's about all we know at this point on a Friday evening at 7.12 p.m. Um, like I said, by the time this comes out on Tuesday, we may know even more. Oh, should we mention who Goldberg's new opponent is or should, does that go on? Although I think that angle is going to be shot tonight, so by the time it comes out, everyone will know anyway. So what do you think about Braun being the replacement for for Roman? He's going
0: to win. Yeah. I mean, Can't be Braun again.
1: Well, they can. And
0: there's no way Goldberg's jackhammering him, So it's,
1: that's you know that's a fair point. You know, so that's a fair
0: point. He's winning quickly. Um, LeBron, LeBron, and Roman go out through the summer. They work great together.
1: They try to get this thing back on the wheels. Poor Roman, man. This is that they've tried to... Now it's like now everyone now everyone and and is using hindsight to say, well, they should never took the title off the fiend if this was gonna happen. Well, I don't think this was their plan. No, like. <laughs> 60% of the world having this was not their plan. No. Um, but yeah, that's WrestleMania. It's going to be interesting for sure. On our 100th episode, we'll have a, a review of whatever we end up getting for WrestleMania. Now now it might be too small for one night, because half the matches, they're too small for two nights. They'll figure something out. Because both these, both, the majority of the matches are either canceled or changed in some form or fashion. They'll figure something out. Yeah, it's rough. Um... 2020 just sucks. Not our year. Yeah. Not anyone's year. No, not
0: at all. First Kobe, now this.
1: First Kobe, then the coronavirus, now WrestleMania. Um, NBA is all fucked. Yeah, there's no good. Yeah.
0: I mean, it, it's all it's all comparison to the the sickness itself.
1: Oh, of course. But it's just people's healths are the number one priority. The fucking. But it's just there'll be another WrestleMania. There'll be another NBA season. Fucking morbid. There'll be another talkies. There'll be March Madness next year. That all that all is gonna come back. People are gonna legitimately lose their lives and not come back. So yeah. that's that's obviously priority number one. So And
0: our thoughts are with everybody. Yeah, everyone
1: stay safe. Like please please Listen. just social distance. The faster Listen. the faster we all keep our asses inside. Hopefully the faster the curve will, you know, slow down. Flatten. Flatten, that's the word I was looking for. Um and hopefully sooner rather than later we could get back to
0: And now I'm paranoid because the cherry blossoms are in are in bloom. And like my, I can't speak whenever the cherry blossoms go and bloom. Yeah, so then, now I think I'm left the fucking virus. Yeah, but I don't know. Our thoughts are with everybody. This that's that's all the news we have today because that's at the forefront of everything. So up next, the war report, in which I thought was just an awful night for
1: Wing on Wednesday. Oh wow! How about you? Like I said, I didn't, I didn't love either show, but I didn't think either show was bad.
0: But first, we will tell you about Pro-Am belts.
1: Yeah, if you want a custom championship belt. Uh, ProamBelts.com is the place to go. They have uh, the custom championship belt for whatever your occasion is, whether it's fantasy sports, getting married, you just want to feel like a champion because you're having a real shitty day, or a year, or a year, or millennium, or life, yeah. or afterlife. Oh, oh, oh! Spooky ghost man, Undertaker. He might want a belt. He
0: has that.
1: He has that belt. That's like eight thousand dollars. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: Comes with a little gimmick. Comes with a little gimmick casket. I know what you're talking about. Um, but anyway, ProM Belts is the place to go for all of your championship belt needs. And if you want to save 15% off, we got your hookup. Promo code TBT15Off. That'll save you 15% off. Once again, that is ProMbelts.com. Promo code TBT15Off, and the war report will be coming up next. And now the war report. As always, we will start with A-E-W Dynamite. Alphabetically. Um We should note that both shows learned a little something from each other. AEW did not have wrestlers in the crowd this week. And NXT actually put on a real show. So, looks like they learned from each other. So, let us start with the opener. Um, The opening commentary team was Kenny Omega, Cody, and Tony Schiavone. Excalibur and JR did not make the trip. Um,
0: JR can't make this trip.
1: Yeah, and Excalibur's in California who's also on lockdown and can't make this trip. So, Cody was in the opener, so he jokes that Jimmy Havoc is 3-0 and that he has to do double duty before taking his headset off and making his entrance straight from the announce table to the ring. No rising tonight. No horn. No horn. yeah. Probably a good idea to not have him yeah, around. Yeah, a 100. Um, so, as Jimmy Havoc makes his way to the ring, we see a shot of some of the wrestlers watching the action back together. Omega makes a comment about whether having that many people in one room is even legal in this state at the moment. Not sure if I would have said that, Kenny, but anyway. The bell sounds, and um, Havoc gets, jumps on the offense early. Um, Cody slows Havoc down. Series in near falls. Uh, Cody and Havoc shake hands. That was kind of strange. Uh, Shivani mentions that JR will be live-tweeting the show on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know why he laughed, but... He just doesn't know how to tweet. It's so funny. Cody locks havoc in a figure four. He pull uh, havoc pulls on the earlobe to escape. Pokes his eye. Just fucking with all the holes, all of the all of the seven holes of the body. The orifices. The orifices. There you go. eye. Orific. Orph- yeah. I think. I have no clue. I, I was. Gonna, I have to ask you something. But I'm not gonna ask you on air because it's wildly inappropriate. It's oh, about no. the It's about the plural of a word. I got in an argument about this the other day. Oh okay. You know no, fuck it. You. I'll just say it on there. I don't care. So, like, when talking about semen, the plural of cum, do you say came or cummed?
0: You mean plural or past tense?
1: Plural or past tense, yeah. Came. It's not came. It is came. It's not C-A-M-E. Yes, it is. No, that means something totally different. It's came. No, it's not came. I use came. It's cummed. <laughs> it's cum, dude. come's a funny word, but it's it's, be- it's came. No, because C-A-M-E means, like, I was just there. I came. It doesn't mean, like, I just ejaculated or I just nut. Oh
0: Jesus. I told you this is- I like the word
1: nutted. I mean that's acceptable. But came is It's not came! Came That's it's not, fucking came. That's gotta be Came.
0: <laughs> came the last question. Came
1: McMahon. <laughs> came <laughs> Thorn. Alright, All right,
0: that's enough of that.
1: But it's came. It's not. It is. But I'm Continue. not going to talk about this. This is wildly inappropriate. Continue. I told you it was wildly inappropriate. But well, yeah, I didn't tell you to go. You did it yourself. I needed to know the answer because I got in a heated argument.
0: With who? I don't. I'm not going to expose that on air. I think I probably know. But like, it's not came. It's came. It's cummed. It's came. That means something Back, totally different. I, I will never say this again in my life. Please start talking about Jimmy Havoc again.
1: <laughs> so Havoc is dominating as the match returns to the ring. He stomps on the elbow and hand of Cody, and then they cut backstage to the wrestlers again. This got very old very quick. I hate split screens, and they just keep cutting these goddamn wrestlers backstage. Cody takes his weight belt off and throws it to Brandy. Um, once again, we get another split screen. Um, Havoc uh, slaps an armbar on Cody. Uh, Cody gets to the ropes. They eventually uh, hit a reverse superplex. They show Chris Jericho joining the people watching. Cody hits the crossroads and gives <laughs> Havoc his first singles loss in AEW Dynamite, as Tony Schiavone makes sure to note. Jesus. And the locker room reacts. Some are happy, some are upset, but everybody cared, and that's what matters in the wrestling business. I hate Jimmy Havoc. I hate him. I hate him so much.
0: The way you feel about Chuck Taylor, I feel about Jimmy Havoc. Wow. I hate him. Why? He should not be signed anywhere to a wrestling company. I thought he looked all right in this match. He's, I just And the Cody wastes a great mood to spot on him. He did do the Moon of Clothesline. Yeah, I know. I watched
1: it and fucking quivering with anger. Omega had no clue what he was doing. Not a clue. Shivani Shavani knew.
0: Yeah, well, Shivani, comment, great Moon of Matches, a card, the uh, Shivani call. A lot. <laughs> but yeah, that was it. That so up was... next,
1: it's a Jake Roberts pre-tape. It was very good. It's fucking Jake Roberts. Of course, it was very good. Yeah, he's the, maybe
0: the most underrated promo of all time.
1: Jake said he just wants one meeting with Cody and Archer and they'll get what they need to do done. Um, he tells Cody the ball is in his court, and then he drops his old catchphrase, trust me. And that was that. He's been great. So, a Darby Allen vignette airs. Allen talks about with, uh, dealing with super bad people, and claiming that Kip Sabian is not super bad. <laughs> and he says that tonight he will send a message to the inner circle. So, we have Kip Sabian taking on Darby Allen, um... They show the replay of last week with Colt Cabana and Penelope Ford getting into it with Kip. Um Darby gets a cool entrance. They show him skate uh skateboarding outside as he holds onto the back of a truck. It pulls into the entrance circle in the ramp and then he rolls to the ring. Kobe Cody says that Darby Allen reminds him of a young sting. No. I don't know. I like Darby, but I'm not sure I'd go that route. I do like it's Darby. It's not
0: even like a compare I I like Darby a lot. I like
1: well, but like, Sting where was, is the comparison between him and Sting? They're both over, and they both have face paint. That's what I took from it. Just dear God! Like Sting was a giant, and Darby's like,
0: yeah, five, Sting nine. was
1: six six. Yeah,
0: and Darby is a tiny little man, and they don't a really, great tiny little man. And they don't really wrestle
1: the same. But no. anyway, the bell rings, and uh, Shavani uh, talks about Cabana's act- uh, interaction with Sabian last week. Guess that's gonna be a feud that's coming. Oh, um, of course it is. So Darby, shoulder blocks Kip down. Kip slides out of the ring. Um, Allen is going for a high spot, but Penelope gets involved. Uh, knocks Allen out of the ring, flying to the floor. And then Kip takes advantage on the offense. On offense, They say they're going to throw to a break and comment about how they continue on Fight TV. But for about 25 seconds, they don't go to break. And then the show abruptly cuts to break. It was weird. Um, when they get back, Alan is going for a high spot, and Penelope gets involved once again. And um, we see Sabian taking it to Alan on the floor. Sabian sends Alan back in the ring, and that's where Alan takes over makes his comeback. Um, he hits a cutter for a near fall. Cody is putting Alan over like a motherfucker. And then uh, this is where they Cody starts talking about how their barricades are not foam padding. They are <sighs> bike racks covered in cloth.
0: Fuck you, Cody. Fuck you and your stupid, stupid 1991 WCW references... Your father was a terrible Booker, and you are a terrible person.
1: Wow, that was so uncalled
0: for. It was. I'm sorry. I love you both. Um, Darby, doesn't that annoy you just a little bit? That's what they. That's what this company does. Oh, okay. they're not even done. I will.
1: That one annoyed me. We'll the one, get the there. One get... We'll,
0: we'll get to. We'll get there later. The
1: bike rack comment didn't really annoy me. It's, it's like it's petty. There's probably a lot of fans that are used to the WWE barricades, and he's putting over that his barricades hurt more. I don't really have an issue with it. So Darby gets the win when he locks in the Last Supper leg lock and turns into a pinning combination. So up next we have Jake Hager versus enhancement talent Chico Adams. They do a really nice video package showing Jake Hager's MMA. They really made Jake Hager look like he's fucking Randy Couture. I'll give them props for that. Um, so the bell sounds and Hager squashes him. That's really all I got to say about that. After the match, Hager's celebrating when John Moxley makes his way to the ring. Moxley charges to to the ring. Moxley hits a paradigm shift. (laughs) And Cody says, nobody gets up from the paradigm shift. Hager pops right up, and Cody goes, okay, almost nobody gets up (laughs) from the paradigm shift. That was great. I will give him that. Um, He snatches Mox in his ankle lock. Mox escapes. Hager retreats. And looks like we are getting Moxley and Hager down the line. Yeah. I know you're not too excited about that. I'm not a big fan of either guy, so. Um, we return from the break, and we get a promo from John Moxley. Moxley says he shows up where he wants, when he wants. He called Hager a big gruesome son of a bitch and spoke about him running away from the fight. Mox says things are far from over, and he says he is out for blood. So now, the thing that you are probably boiling your blood about—the Exalted One vignette—Shivani um, kicks it to a pre-tape video package featuring Brody Lee. Brody Lee addresses the out-of-touch old man Christopher Daniels. And, uh... While he's
0: eating a well-done steak and complaining about sneezing. Yes. Fuck you, whoever wrote this. Fuck you.
1: It was probably Brody, but I don't give a
0: fuck. Fuck you.
1: Brody is on Talk is Jericho, and he says that he asked, uh... Tony and Cody what he want, What they want him to say during his promo that he cut last week. And they said, just say whatever you want. So I'm assuming this is all him again.
0: This is just... This is stupid. It's stupid. Um, it's so fucking stupid. You are... Listen, you're gone from there. You're gone from there. You had trouble there. You were one of the most underutilized talents there. I'll give you that. You're a phenomenal wrestler. Be a phenomenal wrestler. Please. I hated this. I hated this so much. F minus. Fuck you. Bye.
1: Wow. I mean, I didn't like it either because there are people that are fans of both AEW and WWE, and I'm one of them. Like, not everybody that's an AEW fan hates WWE and thinks this shit is just so funny. But... Whatever. Most of their fan base probably likes it, so. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Just fucking it. QT Marshall versus the Exalted One, Brody Lee. Um, this is pretty much a squash. Um, the bell sounds, and Shivani immediately puts over Brody Lee saying, look at the size of him, my god. Uh, this one's really quick. Brody... Big boot, discus, clothesline. Yep. Brody Lee hits the big boot. Uh, Cody praises him for his Kevin Nash-like agility. That's literally what he said. His (laughs) Kevin Nash-like agility. I'm not sure if that's a compliment or not. I don't think it is. Cody continually mentions that he knew Brody Lee by another name. I don't know why he keeps mentioning this. It's almost like he wants people to know this is Luke Harper. But he kept mentioning, I knew this guy's another name. Um, Then like you said, Big Boot, Sister Abigail tees, Discus Clothesline, 1-2-3. The Exalted One wins. And uh, after the match, Lee and his minions leave a mask on Q.T Marshall before exiting the ring, so it looks like they want Q.T. Marshall to join the Dark Order He actually would be a good one to be to join the Dark Order. I get why they're doing what they're doing, but like from a storyline perspective, why does why does he go after all the geeks? Why doesn't he try to get someone good to join the Dark Order? Because it's, it's a bunch of slime. I, I know he wants like the whole gimmick is "I'll make you a winner," but like why don't you just get somebody that's already a winner? He just wants the slime. Alright, so now we have the recap of Nick Jackson's injury and Matt Hardy's debut. And after that, they cut to Vanguard 1 2.0. And they go to the Young Bucks' house in Rancho Cucamonga. Their fucking house is gigantic. Tony Khan must be paying them well. Um,
0: I like how you assume they both live there.
1: I mean, it's a big fucking house. It is. So, I think they live next to each other. Well, it was like it's like one compound. There's like two houses, like one compound. Yeah, that's them. Yeah, it's fucking huge. They fuck at night. So, um, they cut to the garage where Nick is doing like chin ups and other type of workouts. Where Vanguard One scans his body, and it reveals that Nick Jackson is sixty one percent recovered. So he's still got thirty nine percent to go before he's one hundred percent. Once Nick Jackson. Thanks, go- Thanks uh, Shane Douglas. Once Nick Jack that's dean douglas to you bud once nick jackson notices vanguard one he goes like see what the fuck's up but then it cuts to a signal lost error and we are back inside of the arena up next the main event of the evening as far as the in-ring action the triple a mega championship is on the line as kenny omega defends against sammy guevara um cody's cody and tony welcome us back sammy makes his way to the ring then of course kenny the champion comes out um this is a real fun match I'm not going to try and recap. No, it's it's one
0: of those matches you can't.
1: Um, Guevara started mixing in some uh, comedy spots and acting very cocky. Cody mentions that Jericho's style is is rubbing off on him. And um, eventually, Kenny Omega hits the one-winged angel for the pinfall victory. And they show the highlights. Very good match. I'd recommend going out of your way to watch this one. Very good TV match. Now here we go, the closing angle of the show. Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy have a confrontation. The Champion makes his way to the ring. He takes the camera from the cameraman and points at him. And then the cameraman begins singing "Judas." It was fantastic. Jericho gets in the ring. Um, did you like how they were both wearing like the wireless mic? Yes,
0: he's wearing the Britney Spears mic.
1: Yeah, it was it was different. Um, so Jericho gets in the ring. He talks about Matt Hardy debuting. Uh, He tells Hardy to come to the ring, but instead you hear the buzzing of Vanguard 1. Jericho fires up, cuts a promo on a drone. As Tony Schiavone states, he's cutting a promo on a drone. He calls the drone a piece of shit and a bitch as it flies off, ignoring... He has to
0: call the Mr. Guard.
1: Yes. Guard. He he, uh, calls it a bitch as it flies off, ignoring Jericho's offer to join the inner circle. Um, Then the piano music hits, and Matt Hardy appears in the rafters, just as he did last week. But then... He teleports to lower in the in the top section. Then all of a sudden, he's in the second deck. Then all of a sudden, he's in the first deck. Then all of a sudden, he's closer in the first deck. Then all of a sudden, he's ringside. Tony Schiavone asks if he's dreaming. Um, the AEW fan base is very split on this. Half of them loved it. The other half thought it was hokey. I thought it was hokey, but I thought it was supposed to be hokey. I thought it was intentional. Yeah, no,
0: you have to go full hokey.
1: Like, Broken Matt Hardy's a comedy character, Um, and this is... Like, if you watch them in Impact, like... It's not like he was doing fucking high-level Matrix teleportation. His teleportation's, were like, always hokey. Yeah. That's the point. They're they're, they're hysterical. But... S- yeah, this was... This was fun. So Hardy begins talking about magic when Jericho questions how he did that. Which is funny. Jericho's just bewildered about what happened. Um, Hardy says that AW represents creative freedom and is his Arcadia. He says he cannot allow the Inner Circle to ruin this paradise... Jericho says he made stars of everybody in the inner circle. He lists them one by one. says he can do the same for Hardy, and he's going to tell him one more time not to align with the elite, but instead join the inner circle. Hardy says he's Damascus, and Damascus is over 3,000 years old, and he loves to create chaos. Jericho calmly says, hey, if you're Damascus, if you're 3,000 years old, it means you're probably pretty smart, right? He said wise. Whatever. Does not matter? No. just to be a dick. Why don't you recap that? Go ahead. No, oh, continue. No, no. You, you, uh, you said he's wise. Go ahead. He just said he was wise. Ahead, he wants to join the circle. Go ahead, continue. And then he
0: calls him a hole of ass, I believe.
1: He says he might be different, but at his core, he's, same the, he's oh, the same, same Matt, Matt Hardy. Hardy. He's always known. Jericho says Hardy's missing the point, but like usual, he's always one step behind. Says he's always lived in the shadows of his younger brother and bad booking, which that's always good to break the fourth wall like that. Yeah. And Fuck you, Jericho. Hardy then calls him a hole of ass says there are thousands of essences here, including Abe Lincoln and MLK. Martin
0: Luther King, baby.
1: Um, then, of course, um, Jericho hits the line of the night where he says, Abracadabra, Matt Hardy's about to get his ass kicked. Then Sammy Guevara jumps him from behind. Cody and Omega leave the commentary booth to help Hardy. Hardy uh, magically escapes the ring, yells, delete, 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 and a. And the fire explodes each time he says it. And then Tony Schiavone, we are like 27 weeks in. And Tony Schiavone finally hit us with the famous, we are out of time. Took him like 27 weeks to hit it. I never noticed that. He finally did. He used to do it like all the time in WCW. We are
0: out of time!
1: Yep. He finally hit it for the first time in AEW. And that was Dynamite for March 25th. (sighs) Yeah, bad show. Whatever you say. NXT from the Performance Center, also March 25th. Commentators uh, recap the news that Sports Illustrated, quote-unquote, broke yesterday. That TakeOver Tampa schedule matches will be taking place on NXT on USA in the coming weeks. Good. They plugged Triple H's uh, appearance later on tonight to discuss the ramifications of Gargano and Champa's brawl two weeks ago. The opener is Austin Theory taking on Tyler Breeze. Haircut Breeze. Real fun match. Um, theory's in control for a lot of it. He says, I'm a young 22, I ain't old. I don't know what that means, but that's what Theory screamed at Tyler Breeze. Um, but then eventually, Theory gets too cocky. He gets his cell phone and tries to like mock Tyler Breeze doing the selfie deal. But Breeze uh, hits the beauty shot for the three count and the win.
0: Breeze is very good in Theory. I, I would have
1: Breeze manage Theory.
0: That's interesting. I would
1: have him manage him. That's kind of interesting. That's a different take that I've heard. I wouldn't be mad at it.
0: Because I think they're just perfect for each other. I think Tyler Breeze is one of the better talents that don't get talked about enough. Like, is it fair to say
1: he's Christian? Yeah, I, I can see the comparison. Yeah,
0: like, he's so good, but, like, he's just... He's better at making other people look good than but himself. I, th- I
1: think Christian's biggest problem was he was always X's like, tag partner. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: I mean, Breeze is always
1: I, I knew you were going there, but I'm not I'm, I'm buying
0: that one. go be Chris Jericho. Uh, he did. At WrestleMania. He
1: did. I was at that WrestleMania. Oh, I thought that was twenty-eight. That's twenty-nine, twenty-eighty face punk. You're right. Uh, so they show replays, and then Tyler Breeze is taking selfies as Austin Theory still lays on the mat. Breeze shows him how the selfie game is done. They say that later tonight, Adam Cole will celebrate passing the uh, Finn Balor to become the longest reigning NXT champion. So we have Killian Dane versus Tahiti Miles, the Beast uh, of Belfast. Straight up squash match. Killian Dane gets the win. After a Vader bomb. I know you love a good Vader bomb. So. Love a good Vader bomb. So, a match I was up next to the match, I was pleasantly surprised to see Cameron Grimes versus Tony Neese. I love me some Cameron Grimes. Me too. So, Grimes comes Technical down. Technical wizard. Gr- Grimes comes down in his leather hat and his little hat. His leather, his leather coat and his le- leather hat. Oh, his little, little leather hat. Little leather hat. Little alliteration there. Yeah. Little Dr. Seuss action. Um. This is Grimes' first appearance since his bout with Keith Lee a few weeks ago. Tony shows off his pecs on the apron, and the bell rings. Um, they go back and forth. A lot of real nice technical action. Nice uh, locks in an armbar. <laughs> the ref asks Grimes if he wants to tap. Grimes screams no as loud as he could. Uh, Grimes works on the left arm of Nice. Grimes sets up a powerbomb, but Nice gets out for a sunset flip. and Nice kicks him right between the eyes. Uh, niece goes for a superman kick followed by a superman forearm followed by another superman kick couldn't use that superman punch though because that is trademark of the big dog the large canine um, niece, uh goes for the running niece when out of nowhere Cameron Grimes hits the cave-in and he gets the victory uh, so Cameron Grimes is the winner of that one they announced that there will be two qualifiers for the ladder match first up is Xia Lee versus Aaliyah And later, is Candice LeRae versus Caden Carter. Up next, we were supposed to have Aaliyah versus Xia But Xia Lee is shown laid out backstage. And then um, they announced that Xia Lee is not cleared to compete. But Aaliyah will not be getting a bye because there is somebody that has just been cleared to compete. And now comes Io Shirai. The goddess of the sky. Io Shirai makes quick work of Aaliyah and beats her with a moonsault. So Io Shirai is going to the ladder match.
0: Do we get a moonsault off a ladder?
1: Probably. So, up next, they get a vignette for Dexter Loomis. And I see they're finally doing something with him, I guess. Keith Lee makes his way to the ring. Um, Then, of course, Dijakovic comes out. And they get into it about who attacked who. That's what's been going on. Where uh, These three are just
0: enshrined in history together.
1: Yeah. And then out comes Damien Priest, and both guys try to beat up Damien Priest. But um Basically, Lee and Dijakovic are fighting over who is going to beat up Priest. But Priest lost his nightstick in the fray, and Dijakovic takes out everybody with a dive over the top rope. And we go to commercial break. Adam Cole cuts a poolside vacation saying he's current a poolside promo saying he's on vacation, excuse me. Um, he talks about Velveteen Dream. He says that everybody in Undisputed Era wants to get their hands on Velveteen Dream for what he's done to them. And Bobby Fish will be first. If Fish wins, it's Dream over. And if Dream wins, he will continue to try to make his way through the era until he gets to Cole. Up next, Oni Larkin and Danny Burch taking on Shane Thorne and Brandon Vink. Love to see. Love to see. Low
0: Larkin and Burch. I love when they wrestle.
1: Yeah. So, it's a... Pretty quick match. Um Lorkin gets the single leg crab to stop uh Thorn from breaking up Berksh's crossface. cross face on Vink and both end up tapping at the same time. Lorkin and Birch win a relatively quick match. It was good. Nice to see Oni and Danny get a W. Yeah. Hopefully they're building them up for something. I'd love to see them and the Broserweights go at it. Think oh yeah, they will be fun on I think that'd be a lot of fun.
0: Which I think is where they're going.
1: Candles the Ray and Carter. Um pretty decent match. Um, the finish came when Carter went for a Shining Wizard, but Laray countered and hit a Centon and locked in the Gargano escape and got Caden Carter to tap out, and Laray is going to the ladder match.
0: It's be a fun ladder match.
1: Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. Um, Matt Riddle makes his way to the ring. He is fist-bumping invisible people. They say that Pete Dunne is stuck halfway across the world. That sucks. Is he? Yeah, he's stuck in the UK. Can't leave. Can't get travel ban.
0: Why is he stuck there? What do you mean? Doesn't he live in Tampa?
1: I don't know. That's, that's, what, they, they, that's what they said. I comment. thought he lives in Tampa Bay. Why would he live in Tampa? when he live in Orlando? Or Orlando. That's what I, I meant. I don't know. Maybe he's visiting. Yeah, but maybe. The commentator I don't know. said he was stuck in, stuck in the U.K., so... Out comes Roderick Strong. Um, Roderick Strong went to do his boom, and Matt Riddle politely did it with him. So they have a fun match. Not as good as a an match and, and uh, TakeOver... Uh, what was that? TakeOver 25... So, towards the end of the match, Riddle hit a German suplex. He set up for the Bro Derrick, but Roddy countered with an Olympic slam. Riddle kicked out. Then Riddle quickly recovered, hit the Bro Derrick, and got the three count and for the W. Matt Riddle is celebrating his victory when two huge men beat him up. And out comes Malcolm Bivens saying, Riddle, you already know that your partner Pete Dunn is halfway across the world, so I figure now is the perfect time to introduce the future of the tag team division. Then he proceeds to not introduce who the two men are, and we just go to break. I love Malcolm. Malcolm's awesome. Glad to see him finally on TV. Me
0: too. He's great. I love Stoke.
1: Um, hopefully, hopefully him and these two big men get a nice little run. They're a good-looking trio, though, aren't they? Yeah. Because those two guys are fucking huge. Yeah. And Malcolm's 7'5". Just imagine how big those guys are.
0: <laughs> I love Malcolm. Yo, he's the best. He's the best follow on Twitter if you guys are not following him.
1: Yeah. He's fantastic. Him
0: and Big E go back and forth for best WWE
1: Twitter. So they go to commercial, um, they come back, it is announced that Velveteen and Bobby Fish was made official. Um, they also announced there will be a second chance gauntlet match for the final spot in the ladder match. It will feature the loser of all the qualifying matches, so I suspect that's when Dakota Kai gets in and she'll get the last spot. Um, triple threat match uh, between Lee, Dajakovic, and Priest is announced. Uh, then we get the Triple H segment. Which
0: was fucking great. Great segment. Best segment of the night any show.
1: Triple H says in the history of NXT there's been no greater rivalry, no personal issue more intense than what we've seen in the last few years between Gargano and Ciampa. Then all of a sudden, no one will survive interrupts the COO, and Tommaso Ciampa makes his way down to the ring. Uh, commentators say they knew they Ciampa had gall, but to interrupt Triple H takes something else. Ciampa gets in the ring and shakes Triple H's hand. He states that everything that's needed to uh, need said has been said and everything that needed done has been done he knows gargano is here so bring him out and we'll finish this right now gargano asked hunter if he's lost his mind saying last time he saw champa champa tried to kill gargano gargano asked why he's the one being fined when champa's the one who threw him through glass and hit the air raid crash through the announce table triple h said so nothing is your fault right super kicking the referee wasn't your fault triple h says if it was up to regal they would both be fired but it's not up to regal it's up to him Triple H tells Gargano get in the ring, reminding Ciampa there will be no physicality, and if anyone touches anyone, they'll both be gone. Gargano gets in the ring and says, don't touch me. Uh, Triple H says that he's been through this himself with Shawn Michaels. He says a time will come in their lives where they realize that that more happens in life than what happens in that ring, but this has to end one way or another. He can't have them tearing up the PC. He's invested too much money in it. Triple H says this should end in the biggest stage there is in front of the world. But Gargano says, it was supposed to end in the biggest Asian world last year, but then Ciampa went and broke his neck, and Gargano says his only regret is he isn't the one who broke it. Jesus. Champa tries to charge you Gargano, but Triple H uh, pushes him back, and Gargano yells at Triple H to keep him back. Ciampa says there are bigger things going on in the world, and bigger things have been going on in his world for the last year. Champa says, yes, I broke my neck and I gave up my life, but now I'm telling you that this needs to end. Triple H agrees that this also needs to end. Um, He says once again, it needs to end on the biggest stage, but Gargano interrupts again, saying that they just need a ring. Champa says, who's the face of NXT? Who's the heart and soul? Gargano interrupts and says, me. Triple H says, okay, if you two only need a ring and you don't need a big stage, are you ready now? (laughs) Gargano Gargano says, no, I'm not ready now, which was hysterical. And he said, he put me through a table two weeks ago and threw me off a perch last week. I'm not ready. (laughs) Triple H goes fine. How long do you need? And Gregano you know, calmly says two weeks. Triple <laughs> H says fine. I will find an empty building. I'll put a ring in it. I'll send a referee and I'll send one camera and it'll be it. Two of you will walk in and one of you will walk out. After that, it's done. In two weeks' time, I will send you a message with a location and a time. And you both better be there.
0: I like that idea for that match.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm interested sure to see what they do in it. I'm assuming it should be a warehouse somewhere. But, you know, two guys, one ref, one camera, that's a cool... I really hope
0: they go through with the one camera thing.
1: Yeah, I, that... doubt, I doubt they will, but... Because, you know, it's just... It's them, but uh, the one camera thing would be cool. It would be very cool, and I think they can pull it off. Yes, they can. So, uh, Chompa states in two weeks, NXT carries on without Johnny Wrestling. Gargano says, that won't happen in two weeks, you're going to have to admit we already know in that black heart of yours. I'm the better man, I'm the better wrestler, I'm the better everything. Then Chompa bites his tongue, Triple H is about to talk when a video plays. A clock suddenly strikes 12, and a video plays. At some point in the video, you see a face. The face of Killer Cross. All three men stare at the screen. The show fades to black, and that is how NXT goes off the air. It was beautiful. I got chills recapping that ending. It was, it, awesome was,
0: ending. It, was, it was awesome. It was just outstanding. That's a fucking wrestling segment. That was all all three guys even Cross wasn't even there and he was great. Yeah. And this was this was a segment of the night, any show. I think it's pretty safe to say, am I right? Yeah. This was this was it. so good. This match, this few does have to end. We've been on this roller coaster for two years and I, I want to get off, but I also want to get back on. If that makes any sense.
1: Alright, so it is now time to name your MVPs and pick a winner for the week. So as always, get us started.
0: A W MVP was Jericho for just for the Jericho or for the for the Britney Spears Mike. And he's calling Vanguard an asshole. And uh, Jericho can make anything look good, even that hokey bullshit. Uh, NXT takeover, or takeover... NXT MVP is Triple H, because I thought he was fucking fantastic in that segment. And the overall show, NXT. You have an overall MVP? Killer cross, because I'm excited to see him.
1: Okay, so my AW MVP is Sammy Guevara and Kenny Omega. Fucking really good match. I'm it was you. good. Glad you your way to see that match. It was good.
0: There's, there's one good thing on that show, it's that.
1: NXT MVP... I to my boy Malcolm Vivens. Happy to see him on TV and get get the, get the rub. And overall MVP, I'll give to everybody involved in that NXT main event segment because it was great. And then I'm also go with NXT for the week. So AEW had one week on top and now it's back to NXT. We'll see what happens next week if there is even a show next week. I just need people. Yeah.
0: Don't rush it. I just I just I need to see wrestling in front of people. It's, get, it's rough.
1: It's rough. It's hard to get through sometimes. Mhm.
0: Although one good thing if there's one if there's one good thing in all of this, those crowds when they get back
1: oh man that, are,
0: I want to be part of one that
1: those those first shows when uh
0: like could you imagine if there's no show still Summerslam and summerslam's the first show with fans
1: that's not that's not impossible honestly
0: no, it's not, and it's just
1: fuck it just it, I can't wait for those crowds yeah um first show of the crowd is gonna be crazy, I can't wait. Um. But yeah, that's the war for the week But we did watch a show with a crowd And I'm not sure it was better than either of these shows Oh, it absolutely wasn't We are about to get into Wrestlemania 27 in a minute So hopefully you stay tuned Wrestlemania 27 Written in the stars A million miles away, a message to the main Oh, Wrestlemania 27 took place April 3rd, 2011 From the Georgia Dome Allegedly in front of 71,617 people And the tagline was The biggest Wrestlemania ever I take great offense to that. So, I've told the story many times on this uh, particular podcast, but this is the show that caused me to quit watching wrestling. I paid $60 for this show, and I was so gravely offended that I stopped watching the World Wrestling Entertainment for a whole three months until CM Punk dropped a pipe bomb and brought me back. So nine years later, I haven't watched a show since. I made you sit down and watch a show with me, and we had to decide, holy shit, it's the third highest grossing WrestleMania in history. What's the 2-1-1? Uh, 25 and 28. Good couple of years for them. Yeah. But, continue. Um. But, so, I wanted to see if it was as bad as I thought it was nine years later. Part of me thought it would be, but the other part of me thought... I've seen so many Battleground 2017s and Backlash 2018s that maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was, and I was just overreacting.
0: And you were lying to yourself.
1: But I think I've reaffirmed that this is the worst WrestleMania of all time. I haven't watched WrestleMania nine and WrestleMania eleven in a while. Those these, 11's bad. These three are like those three are like the three that are constantly fluttered around as the worst. I think 27's the worst, but I don't know, I'll have to go back and this watch is bad. nine and eleven. Oh, God. (laughs) 11 and 9. Let's go go that order. let's let's
0: go backwards, for God's sakes. So,
1: uh, it opened with somebody singing America the Beautiful. I forget who it was already. Carrie uh, Wilson? Carrie Hilson. 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 Of course, it's Hilson. Yes. Then The Rock uh, opened the show after a weird video package that had the Oregon Trail and legitimate pie. And his words. And his words across the screen. And you said this is Rock just being The Rock, but I thought this monologue sucked. It was terrible. But, like, Rock being The Rock is usually entertaining. This was just nothing. That's fair. Like, WrestleMania 30, The Rock was entertaining as hell. Like, he opened that show with Hogan and Austin. That was entertaining as hell. That was
0: great. That was good shit.
1: This was just nothing. It felt like he was stalling at the beginning of WrestleMania.
0: <sighs> Maybe it was.
1: But, anyway, that went about 15, 20 minutes, and WrestleMania proper opened at the World Heavyweight Championship. Edge defending against the Royal rumble winner Alberto del Alberto del Rio. Early in the match, Del Rio focused on Edge's arm, and Christian fended off Roderick Clay and Ricardo on the outside. Um, there was some back and forth action, and the edge the ending came when Edge applied the Educator's like kneeling sharpshooter gimmick to Del Rio, and Del Rio was able to counter it and get in the cross arm breaker. Edge fought to his feet, delivered the spear for the win. And after the match, Edge and Christian destroyed Del Rio's $100,000 Rolls Royce, putting them in the shitty babyface category along with Velveteen Dream. What did you think <laughs> of this opener? Wasn't bad. Wasn't terrible. Not not bad. It was slightly above average. I like the way Edge wrestles. I've always I always did. And we should note this should be this would be like Edge's last match in nine years until the 2020 Royal Rumble match. And we should also note that to date, this was his last <clears throat> singles match, as supposedly the match with Orton was off. So who knows when H will wrestle a singles match for the first time since 2011. Maybe SummerSlam, if SummerSlam happens. Only time will tell. Up next, the second match on the show was a match that I remembered being good, and it held up. It was Cody Rhodes, my favorite version of Cody Rhodes. When people say Cody Rhodes never got a fair shake in WWE, I implore them to go back and watch this run. This run with him being the disfigured, grotesque, uh, undashing, so to speak, Cody Rhodes... Was phenomenal, and this was the start of it. This was the first the first match of uh, undashing Cody Rhodes. He took on Rey Mysterio, came out dressed as Captain America, or as you thought, what did you say, Mighty Mouse? Mighty Mouse. You were incorrect. I was, as usual. So, Rhodes dominated most of the match. Um, however, Mysterio hit a really nice comeback. He stole Rhodes' face mask and delivered, like, running, diving headbutts with it. But earlier in the match, Rhodes had removed Mysterio's knee brace, and Mysterio went for a suicide dive, but Cody knocked him in the head with a knee brace, rolled his unconscious body back in the ring, hit the crossroads, got the win. This was a very old-school match, and it was a very basic... Well, later, what we found out with Cody, it's like, this is a very
0: Cody match. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, for sure. And it was a, it was a very simple storyline over two guys injuring each other. And it's fitting that this happened in Atlanta, where Cody's father made so many memories, and... I really like this match. This was this was a diamond. No, yeah, it was good. This is a diamond and a pile of shit.
0: Yeah, it was it was Cody's facials during this match were outstanding. Yeah, that's the one thing he's had Especially to especially just through his entrance and yeah, and sitting waiting for Ray to get there, he was like looking down. It was like some Phantom of the Opera shit.
1: He literally stood in the corner facing away from the camera with his head buried in the turnbuckle until the bell rang. It was awesome. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a very like 1980s NWA feud, and it was fitting. It was in Atlanta where his father made so many memories. And like I said, this was a diamond in a pile of shit. And as we figured out, this is a very Cody match. Yes. We would figure that out years later. (coughs) So up next, an eight-man tag team match. The core consisting of the Intercontinental Champion, Wade Barrett, uh, Ezekiel Jackson, and the WWE Tag Team Champions, Heath Slater and Justin Gabriel, taking on the team of Kane, The Big Show, Santino Morella, and what was supposed to be Vladimir Kozlov. But we were informed that Saturday during WrestleMania Access... He was jumped and taken out by the core. So no Wrestlemania moment for Vlad Kozlov. He was replaced by Kofi Kingston. The smash lasted less than two minutes. It ended when Slater uh, hit a cobra. Everybody hit everything. Slater received a cobra. If Slater hit a cobra, that'd be weird. Slater received a cobra from Santino and a knockout punch from the Big Show. Big Show pinned Slater. I know you got your Kane hot tag, so you were satisfied.
0: I didn't get the full one. I got the uppercut and the flying clothesline. Yeah. What'd you got to say, he's got the best uppercut in the history of wrestling.
1: Coming from a guy, I'm surprised you don't give that to Dustin. Uh, mm, I the to... drop-down uppercut and the regular, they're, not, they're two different moves. Oh, all right, whatever you say.
0: I love the drop-down uppercut, though. It's a great move, and you
1: could agree. Up next was Randy Orton versus CM Punk. This is a match that had a great story, but to me, I thought this match was very fucking boring. It was. Um, well, we were talking about Vintage Randy. Yeah,
0: build a, story like, build a story like no one else does in the history of wrestling. He's probably
1: maybe the best ever at it. And the matches are just good. So the story of this match was CM Punk cost him the title at the Royal Rumble. Uh, when asked why he cost him the title, he explained it was revenge for two years ago when Orton punted him in the skull and cost him the world title. So a rare nice case of continuity from WWE. And then Orton started getting his revenge by punting every member of the new Nexus. The Fiend Bray Wyatt... Curtis Axel, David Otunga, and finally Fake Batista, before CM Punk finally hit him in the knee. Fake with Batista. Mason Ryan.
0: That's funny shit.
1: Um, and then uh, CM Punk finally hit him in the back of the knee with a back of the knee with a wrench, so that rendered Randy unable to do the punt kick. So Punk spent most of the match focusing on the knee. Orton would make a comeback. He went for the punt kick, but he couldn't deliver it because of his injured knee. Um, Punk went for the GTS. Orton slithered out. Went for an RKO. Punk dodged it and made the mistake of diving at Randy Orton. You never dive at Randy Orton. It's like powerbombing Billy Kidman. You just don't do it. So Punk went for a springboard clothesline. RKO out of nowhere for the win. Really boring match, but good last two minutes. Let's yeah, miss most of Randy matches. And
0: here comes the match of the show, baby.
1: So they introduce Booker T, who will commentate the next match. And then they introduce good old JR Jim Ross... Jim Ross is about halfway down the ramp when Michael Cole interrupts him. He cuts a promo, basically running down everybody, the city of Atlanta, Jerry Lawler, Jim Ross. The Falcons. uh, His barbecue sauce. Just everything. Then uh, his trainer, Jack Swagger, is introduced. And I know you hate Jack Swagger, but you got to admit, when he was doing push-ups and Austin's music hit, and he just stopped dead in his tracks and, like, had that look on his face. That was great. Oh, it was good, yes. And then Austin came down on his ATV, almost ran Swagger over. Almost
0: ran Cole came over.
1: very close to running Cole over. Then Cole uh, <laughs> retreated to the coal mine. This was, the, this was not funny. He was going, you don't need that. Yeah. Goes, you don't need that. He was, telling, he was telling Austin that he did not need his ATV, which I guess is true. <laughs> um, then eventually Jerry Lawler made his way to the ring. Do we really even got to talk about this match? Other than Cole getting his tooth knocked
0: out and saying, oh shit, after after Lawler potatoed him with a dropkick.
1: Alright, so the match began with Lawler trying to get Cole out of his You really line.
0: don't need to talk about this. Which,
1: if you don't know, the coal line is a small glass box that Cole would commentate from. It was good shit. After some time, uh, Cole managed to get the upper hand. Um, Swagger tried throwing in the towel when Lawler began to take control, but Austin wouldn't let him. Lawler then drop-kicked the fuck out of Michael Cole, knocked his tooth out, which Cole replied, Oh, no. Oh, shit. Um, even Austin knew it was bad, because when Lawler had this drop-kick, Austin had a look on his face. Like, oh, no. <laughs> we, just, we just killed a Michael Cole. Lawler gets up, drops the strap. So then Lawler put Cole in his own, and I quote, and Cole lock, and Cole submits several times before Austin fondly recognizes the submission. After the match of beer bash... Uh, with Lawler and Booker T, who for some reason came in and celebrated. Booker T, a spinneroni, but got up and ate a stunner. Um, the raw GM then reversed the decision, and Josh Matthews ate a stunner for reading this email. Um, the general manager said Steve Austin was biased.
0: Which he was. Fair GM.
1: And then JR and Lawler did the play-by-play and color for the rest of the night. So
0: Cole disappeared. I don't know where he went.
1: Well, I mean, you guys, probably to the dentist. Probably to Britt Baker and or Isaac Yankum. I don't, know, I don't know which Dennis WWE uses.
0: Didn't... Yeah, never mind. I, I thought I knew something, but I don't.
1: Well, what else is new? Oh. Up next, probably the match of the show. We only got three more matches to power through, so let's get there. Let's do it. Um, no Holds Barred, Undertaker, and Triple H. Triple H entered uh, to For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica, but we didn't get to hear it because the network sucks. Um, Undertaker entered to Ain't No Grave by Johnny Cash. We didn't get to hear it because the network sucks. Vince, you make fucking billions of dollars. Pay for the rights to these songs, please.
0: But I I think that's more complicated than you think. I'm sure it is. I think because I think it has to be they get paid for every time somebody streams it.
1: They fucking got bad reputation for Ronda. Yeah, yeah, but. mm. Got cult of personality for punk. Mm, That's true. It's doable. They can do it. I feel like
0: Metallica is much more expensive than In Living Color.
1: It's just Living Color. It's just
0: Living Color. In living color
1: was the show. But uh, regardless, two good entrances. Um, so the match starts are them brawling outside the ring. They destroy the coal mine. Triple H delivers a spinebuster through... So I gotta set the stage for this. Triple H and Undertaker are brawling on the steps. Um, Triple, took- H, pr- Triple H punches Undertaker off the steps. Undertaker charges back at Triple H. Triple H spinebusters him from the steps through the Spanish announce table. Fucking great stuff. Look great. Yeah.
0: Not to mention, Triple H took an insane back uh, back body drop from the table to the floor. Took a
1: back body drop from the announce table to the floor. Landed right on his fucking hip and shoulder. It looked like it was bad times. Um, So back in the ring, Undertaker delivered a choke slam and a last ride out of the corner. Triple H kicked out of both. Um, He then hit a pedigree out of nowhere near fall. Undertaker had a tombstone near fall. Triple H and Undertaker with a scary unprotected chair shot and followed that up with a DDT on the chair. Um, Triple H had another pedigree for a near fall, followed by a third pedigree for a near fall. Um, he then picked up Undertaker, told him to stay down, hit him with a tombstone for, you guessed it, a near fall.
0: It's like an AEW main event.
1: Or an NXT main event.
0: No, that's not true.
1: Did you not watch TakeOver Portland? Yeah, I know. That champ of had about 98 near falls. <laughs> so, um, Triple H then grabbed the sledgehammer, Old Faithful, his last, his last ammo in the gun. But Undertaker countered, applied Hell's Gate. With the sledgehammer. With the sledgehammer in Triple H's hand. He did the dramatic thing where he raised it up, but his arm went limp and he dropped it. Undertaker win, won. The pyro went off 19-0, but Undertaker could not stand. So he had to be carted off. And that set the stage for WrestleMania 28 because even Undertaker won. Triple H walked away and he didn't.
0: That was a story, wasn't it?
1: Yep. a the, the whole story. Undertaker was pissed because he couldn't walk away.
0: Following, following with one of the greatest matches
1: ever, the end of an era match. So up next, a six-person mixed tag match with John Morrison, Chris Jesus. Status, and Nicole Snooky Snicky Paluzzi taking on Dolph Ziggler and Lay Cool. So I got to say, I've never watched Jersey Shore in my life, so my only exposure to Snooky has been her in the WWE in the episode of South Park. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Snooki? No. Yes. yes. Not Snooki, Snooki, Futurama. Futurama, yeah. Uh, smush, Smush? I think so. I forget what it was. But she was basically like this Hobbit monster deal. She was a rat. That was just... Yeah.
0: Jersey Shore is the greatest show in the history of shows. I've never watched it's it. It's fin- In its day, like, when we were 16 and 17. I
1: know, like, I've dated women that watched it. I've known, like, I've had friends that watched it, but i just never watched it. Smush, mush. Smush, mush. There you go. I-, I love how you had to clarify that. I- it would have bothered me, you know that. So, the match the match lasted, like, four minutes. Morrison hit Starship painted to the outside to Ziggler, and Snooki performed what... I guess I could only describe as a cartwheel splash on cool for the win. And this match is most famous for uh, John Morrison giving Trish Stratus the cold shoulder because his girlfriend at the time, Melina, thought she should have been in the match instead of Trish Stratus, which in hindsight is hysterical. Yes, it is. Um, so that was the story after WrestleMania is that uh, Morrison gave Trish the cold shoulder, didn't even acknowledge her. So, main event time. John Cena versus The Miz. The Miz had a fucking... Awesome video package set to Hate Me Now by Nas. Followed by the lamest WrestleMania main events or ancients of all time. Where he came out to balloons that said awesome and the lamest pyro I've ever seen. I've had With I've, a replica belt. I've seen indie shows have a better pyro with, with a replica belt. Because the deal was Miz flipped the W upside down to be an M. And I guess they figured since Miz is losing the title next month, we're not going to do this to the real title. So we're just giving him a replica title for a month. Because he'd end up losing the title at Extreme Rules to John Cena. And that's all R-Truth heel turn. That's a whole other can of worms I'm going to have to that's, open that's, that,
0: that's R-Truth Newport.
1: Yeah. Fucking Confederate soldier truth.
0: I love R-Truth. That's good shit. He's
1: a national treasure. So, all I can say is this match sucked.
0: It did. There was one good part of it. It was so boring.
1: Um, so the ending of the match came when John Cena and Miz were brawling on the outside of the ring. Cena clotheslined him, uh, over the barricade.
0: And then Miz doesn't remember after this. Yeah,
1: and that's all Miz remembers. Um... So, I don't know what they're trying to do. They're both on top of the barricade. They both just kind of fell. And Miz fucking smacked his head hard on the concrete. Like, hard. You hear it. Yeah. So, they, the... Chad... Or not, Mike Chioda counts them both out. Max ends in a double count countout. Um, the anonymous general manager buzzes in. But then The Rock comes down. And the... General manager's email, the general manager made the mistake of saying, I think in his email. You don't say that around The Rock, because The Rock says it doesn't matter what you think. He restarted the matches, no DQ, no count out, no time limit. I don't know why I threw the no time limit in there, that one was weird. This, like, has there ever been time limit in WWE matches? Like, not, out, not outside like an Iron Man match. Right, but whatever, that's like nitpicking. So, as soon as the match started, Cena picked Miz up for the, AA, for the AA, but Rock Rock bottomed Cena. Miz somehow crawled into the cover. I don't even know how he knew what state he was in. But Miz retained, and WrestleMania went off the air with Rock spinebustering Miz and delivering a people's elbow. And The Rock stood tall at the end of WrestleMania 27. And it turns out that WrestleMania 27 was just one giant show to build the WrestleMania 28. The worst WrestleMania It ever. was.
0: Multiple matches.
1: Yeah. So I know we usually grade these pay-per-views. D. D minus. Mm, okay. This show sucked. It it was not good. You won't convince me this is not the worst WrestleMania of all. Like time.
0: there's very there's very few bad WrestleManias. I'm going to watch Like most most WrestleManias of our lifetime have been good, right? Or so, at least passable. Uh, oh let's go through let's go through the last five. Thirty five was Solid. Solid. Better on TV. 34 was good.
1: 34 was good.
0: 33 had its moments. Had its moments. Wasn't that great. 32 had its moments. And 31 was 31 incredible. was phenomenal. 31 was great. 30 was, was good. good. 30 was good. Solid through the way through. More peaks than valleys. 29 sucked. 29 wasn't great. 28 was 28 good. 28 was good. <laughs> 27 wasn't. 27
1: was 27.
0: 26, don't really remember it, to be honest with you.
1: I, I like it. I like it because it was Sean's last Yeah. Mania. 25 was good. No, 25 sucked. It wasn't really good match.
0: Okay, but that match was better than anything. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely! But you, twenty four is very underrated. Twenty four was great. Tw- yeah. No, Twenty four was great. Yeah. Twenty three was
0: great too. Twenty three was great, but the, the only downfall of three was there was a match in that show where they had a match on TV where it was better. This this is all the same.
1: I still like the Sean and Cena match. Yeah, no, I did. They, they were. I, yeah, the TV match was better. Was that the next night? No, it was in England. It wasn't England. Yeah, it was like a couple weeks. It was before Backlash. Was I gotta find
0: out. Week. I gotta find that match we watch watching the network.
1: If I'm it... right about this, I'm a real psycho. You're my you're my you're my witness. I'm not looking at anything. April twenty-ninth, two thousand seven. Okay. Let's check this out. Keep talking while you're looking up. Okay. So twenty-two was good. Twenty-one was good. Twenty was good. Nineteen was good. Yeah, I'd say most of the WrestleMania's of our fandom have been particularly good. Um but this meeting was just awful, and you won't convince me otherwise. Yeah, it wasn't good. Um Come on now. What was your date? April 29th, 2007.
0: April 23rd, 2007. That was close.
1: That was close. That was in the ballpark. Yeah. Yeah, that's WrestleMania 27. I give it a D-. minus. Worst WrestleMania ever. You won't change my mind. I am going to watch WrestleMania 9 and WrestleMania 11 before we record next. And I will report back to you if I change my mind. But I can't see myself changing my mind.
0: All right. I I need to watch it. with you. Me too. Not with you. Jeez, I'm not watching WrestleMania 11 with you. Go fuck yourself. I love you, but not that much. All right, well. Up next, we'll give you the plugs. Yeah. See you soon. Thank you for listening to today's Champions Event Podcast. Make sure you listen to the entire Turnbuckle Topics Network. On Monday, you have Gil Cuda Jr. at Top of the Rope Wrestling Radio, CBS Sports Baltimore at 6 p.m. Check out last week's episode. I myself made an appearance and we broke down Judgment Day 2003. On Tuesdays, it's us, your boys at Champions Pod. Chef, follow us on Twitter. We're funny, we think. On Wednesdays, we got the Bearded Wrestling Podcast with at Bearded Chris P, Chris Panero, our West Coast correspondent and the number one impact man on the internet. On Thursday, it's the Rundown with Ron Musto and Linz. At Linz, be honest, X. And at Ron underscore Musto underscore junior. So that's it from us today. Have a, have a safe weekend. If you're sick, get better. If you're not, don't get sick. Have a nice day. God bless you. Peace.